0: Welcome to the Rocket Files, coaching uncut. Welcome back to the final round of the home and away season here at the podcast of Rocket Files, brought to you by Nutterwadding Jeep and Bell and Barnett Suits here at the Rising Sun in Richmond Town. With me again today is Mark Stevens
1: and a review of the weekend's games, Mark, as we head into the finals. There some good games in the weekend. Yeah, good games of footy and sort of some of them dead rubbers, but some... Uh, we maybe learn a little bit about some clubs. I know that Richmond Rocket was sort of playing it down as, you know, Dimmer Hardwick going into the game said, yeah, we really want to bring on our best footy. We've got our best side. And then after the game, he said, well, we sort of had a bit of a dead rubber feel about it. So he yeah. sort of had a different messaging. Is there any concerns at all for the Tigers? Just uh, the three of their last four games... They've sort of um, petered out a little bit in, in last quarters because that was their strength they were storming home yeah that that, that was their strength um, it will be interesting I think as a
0: coach and I think Chris Scott's done the same you try and sell the positive message A to your supporters but B to your players as well you know it's an extra thing oh it's a dead rubber not to worry about there'll, there'll be not concerns but there'll be some things that they need to tidy up uh, now that we'll talk about in the coaching box about how teams may, may be attacking them at the moment but um, you I think your point there, they've had in the last three games three, eight and three points. Even the game before against Gold Coast Suns, I know they lost the last quarter. Um, they were probably overplaying trying to kick it to Jack too much. But there will be a little bit of concern. That, that uh, thought of in- invincibility by other, from other teams about their last quarters will be eroded. So that'll give the other
1: teams confidence. So I don't think it's all a one-way street at the moment for the Tigers that they're going to win it. So you think Hawthorne can get them week one? I mean, the Hawks, they've still got probably Sicily to come back in, um, Frawley, so they're going to be full strength as well. Um, yeah, I, I i think the Tigers will go and rule heavy favourites. The thing
0: in the Hawks' favour is their ability to win close games, uh, their defensive system, and I think Clarkson. Clarkson. He's got an ability to change the game. Uh, we'll read the game really well, whether they change their style, whether they change their structure or they change personnel during a game positioning. So that'll be the thing. He did it again Saturday night. Um, so I think the Tigers will go and really heavy favourites. But at the moment, I think the gap between them and the rest of the other seven is not as great as it was.
1: So the Hawks, they were impressive against Sydney, weren't they? But if you put Buddy in and Parker, you'd think it's probably a different result. Yeah, you would think that on the surface. It's interesting with Sydney that without
0: Franklin there, they play a different game. And I think they should in, um, implement that game if Franklin's there anyway. They, when uh, Franklin's there, they be one-dimensional. They tend to go to him, uh, go a bit longer um, when he's not there. They tend to move the ball a bit more quickly. They tend to move the ball offline. They go on angles. They use the width. And it opens up scoring avenues for a whole range of different players. And I think they can do that even if Franklin's there. They cannot afford to be Franklin-centric. And I think they play a better style when they move the ball more quickly rather than be a bit more measured about the way they go about it. So my answer to your question is, with Franklin's there, do they play a different way that then plays into Hawthorne's hands, which I think it would. They'd be able to protect buddy really well and be able to rebound from that so uh, it's something for John Longmire to consider to be able to uh, Franklin back in and Parker back in to keep the same style they've been going with at the moment.
1: And Geelong have had two soft ones down there at the Cattery. You know, it was they've been a really cakewalk haven't they? I mean the Suns... Yeah, they have been witches
0: hats, It was yeah. purple witches hats and red witches hats yeah. on the weekend so um, I think Chris, it's a bit like uh, Hardwick's message, Chris Scott's obviously trying to sell the positivity they can only do what they can what they can do can't they i mean if they win just they'll be they'll be saying they're out of form and if they win by 10 goals they say well there's areas to improve now win by 100 points they'll say what's well, a soft it's a soft It it is a soft leading um they would you would prefer really uh, to have a, some tough games win them and, but have tough games especially with the bye so they'll have to change his training this week i think they'll have to um have some contested work, have some intensity, have some pressure around to actually uh, to go nearly four weeks without any real, without any real um, intensity around what they're doing uh, will be a bit of concern for them. So
1: if, if you were uh, Chris Scott, would you prefer to be in Goodwin's shoes? You know, a trip to Perth, great win and then to be able to dismantle GWS in a, in a tougher oh. type of game, it's a better lead up?
0: Oh for sure, there's no doubt. They've got a couple of injuries out of the weekend, uh, but they'll, they'll be able to replace Tyson, they'll be able to replace yep. Kent. Um, yeah, there's no doubt that's a better lead-in. There's no doubt. And they get a lot of confidence in that, especially the West Coast game. That was a game winning away in hostile territory against a team that's second in the competition. Um, it's a really good win. They'll get a lot of confidence. I reckon the winner out of this game will cause some damage or can cause some damage in the finals. Both of them can, but unfortunately for them, they play each other. Mm-hmm. If they are in the other half of the draw or the other half of the bottom end of the draw, they... Um, they could actually cause some trouble. But uh, whoever plays them next, either one of these teams which which wins, uh, the, you know, the loser of the is it the Hawthorne game, I think. Mm. Yeah, it, uh, it'll make for interesting viewing.
1: So you think that they're better placed than GWS in Sydney, so it's almost as if we, for the finals we'd better off if we could split them up and play.
0: Yeah, it would have been good. Yeah, I, I think the draw at the moment is ideally what the AFL would, love, would have mm. loved. It's a perfect... Finals draw to get maximum viewership and maximum crowds, and that's what the AFL are looking at. So I think all four games uh, have, have got some real edge to it. Um, the Giants, uh, you mentioned them, they were a bit worrying on the weekend.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought they were really poor, actually. They they sort of three goals to one up and thought, here they go, and then the Sydney look switched again,
0: on. Again, it's a bit of the Sydney Swans. They changed their style on the back of... What the Swans did to Melbourne at the MCG, they tried to play a kick-and-catch game. But it's not their natural gun. They should have been able to back their normal style, which is quick hands around it and run. Um, it's like they just didn't want to do that. And, but that played into Melbourne's hands because Melbourne's weakness is their defence, especially in the air. But they were able then by Giants kicking and catching, going slower, they were able to get some numbers back, especially Max Gorn, played, mm. played mm. back half, gave them some support in the air. The Giants need to play their way. They need to take teams on. Um, so I thought their bottom four or five really struggled. Their style didn't suit uh, and doesn't suit them. They shouldn't play. And I thought Jeremy Cameron was really disappointing. I What's thought
1: happened it, with Jeremy Cameron? Because I thought you know, we all thought three years ago or, or so that he was just ready to be the number one player in the comp.
0: Yeah, I think there's a few things. I think when they, he made All-Australian that year, three or four or five years ago when they weren't a great side, they got every player up the ground and because he's athletic was up and he was back leading and um, teams uh, didn't block that off. Um, and I think too he's had good support when Lobb's been there and Patton's been there that they're better in the air than uh, you know, than Cameron. Cameron's a bit more of that tall flanker type who's um, athletic. Now he's become the P, He's uh, he just hasn't been able to uh, able to grab that mantle as a as the a, as a number one forward, and he missed some shots yesterday. Yeah, a bad issue. set shot off about oh, three steps. Yeah, it looked like he just wasn't invested in the game. And from a coaching point of view, I was really disappointed in his second and third efforts. I thought he maybe gave a contest in the in the air. Sometimes, sometimes he didn't. But then his follow-up, I thought, I thought was very poor. So it's, it's certainly a worrying thing for the Giants because they need him to stand up because Lob's struggling in the ruck he's better suited for. They haven't got the ruck, so that's taking support away from Cameron. Himmelberg was off a bit yesterday as well. So um, to actually bypass that, they need to move the ball quickly and get into space quickly. So those midfielders need to be able to share it and move the ball quick.
1: Well, I think their most important player looks ready to come back, Toby Green. He's the guy that sort of uh, puts a knife through the opposition, isn't he? So if if he can come in fresh and have an impact, maybe they're a chance. I just think he's their most important
0: player. No, he is. He is, but... The, the issue with him is going to be the continuity or lack of. Uh, so that's going to, I think he'll be right up first game. He'll be fresh first game. If they beat the Swans, the second game will be the worry. But yeah, there's four or five that can come back. They'll certainly be handy for them. Because uh, I think whether it's DeBoer or whether it's Taylor, they're going to be better than the players they'll replace. So uh, they'll be better for the the stocks in there. But Lob has got to stand up. He, he, he can't afford for Sinclair to dominate and Cameron has got to stand up for him as well.
1: And obviously Collingwood Saturday night at uh, in Perth. I mean, a nice long break for the Pies. But Darling looked to be getting back to his best yesterday and the run from West Coast. I thought that would be a danger game, but they really yeah, they, they yeah, toyed they, with the Lions. Yeah, they,
0: they did. They, they really did. I think um,
1: probably... Uh, The
0: Pies were beaten by the West Coast at the MCG earlier. And I think the height, so with Kennedy coming back, you wouldn't think he'd be in great touch, but that's going to worry the inexperienced defence. Hopefully for Collingwood, Howe gets back. Collingwood really going to benefit from the buy. We spoke about this last week. Playing in Perth and then going to Perth again, if that was without the buy, you would think that would be a really tiring exercise for them. So they, might, they should get Howell back, whether Trelaw plays, um, but they're inexperienced defence against Darling, as I said, back in touch. Kennedy there, Vardy there, so that gives them three tall options. The, the you know the two indigenous boys are, are, a, are a great one to act aren't they Ryan and yeah. Rioli uh, just oh. for and Cripps is a really yeah. good player Kick, generally kicks three a week one uh, that St Kilda got away for. yes hmm. so they they've got a and Venables looks like a good player so mm. they've got a good mix in their forward line Terry so. Venables he goes all right <laughs> 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 so if they can um, so if they can uh, match Collingwood in the midfield and get enough forward entries. Uh, the you know the offence so have, you know, have to work overtime. Yeah,
1: just one question for you, Rocket. The fact that the, the game's in Perth for Trelaw with the hamstrings and you've got to fly over. Yeah. Do you think that's going to go against him? Uh, probably. Uh, I would think they wouldn't risk long with, trip. Yeah. Even
0: that. Even if he's ninety percent, I think he's would probably be, he'll have two weeks of training now. I think he might even benefit from another week's training, um, as, as you said, with the travel. So to come in fresh for that second week, whether they win or lose this first one.
1: Let's go back to school. Well, this is where we look into the coaches' minds and um, what the coaches are up to. I just want to start with Carlton this week, Rocket. I mean, we always look at the stats. They won the inside 50 in the contested ball and the stoppages and lost by 100-plus.
0: It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's just... um, I didn't see the game, but uh, talking to some people and then looking at some highlights. If your coach, Brendan Bolton... That's some positivity mm. to sell, to the, a, to the players, but B, publicly. But when you lose by 104 points, you, you, you can't sell that. You can't say, well, we've tried hard, because of which yep. they probably have. Um, but losing by 104 points, it just shows the efficiency. Now Adelaide have kicked 11 goals from turnovers, so mm. obviously once they st- turned the ball over, but 13 goals from stoppages, even though Carlton won the stoppage mm. number. So that just shows the efficiency. So Carlton probably won a quick kick, uh, nothing come of it. Um, Adelaide when they win it be able to slice through them um, I think it says a bit more I think it, both ways but it says something about Adelaide's style they change their style a bit like Port did a few years ago when they've been so efficient with the ball and take the game on they think they go to the next step we've got to play a bit more uh, defensively so the opposition don't score so they go down the line they don't score at the weekend they've obviously taken the game on they've sliced, sliced through Carlton Carlton generally what we call park the bus Mm. Uh, denied they did the week before denied the opposition the ball to try and stay in the game but they weren't allowed to do that because of uh, Adelaide's efficiency of the ball and their and their willingness to take the game on them and, and move it to the other side of the ground or move it through the corridor so uh, there were some signs there for Carlton as we said when win those three key stats winning contested balls, terrific but just shows going inside 50 that that money ball kick they've got to improve that and they've got to improve their ground skills.
1: So Bolts has got to be under the pump next year I and mean, he's had a yeah, pretty. We've been pretty kind to him in the media. His messaging's sort of been there, and uh, yeah. it's been a, a rebuild. But next year, obviously, you've got to do better than the two wins. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, and when you got a percentage of under sixty percent, mm. that's that's a real concern. That's
0: a it's a horrible. I used percent. to think
1: under seventy was on the nose. Yes, really, it if is.
0: It, it is. If you're in the sixties, but they're in the fifties, and same at Gold Coast, it's a really, really bad percentage. It just shows that the. the, the the margin you lose by.
1: It's country footy yeah. type. It's and like the, sort of Picola uh, League
0: stuff. And really both teams scored poorly. Like they're averaging 50 or 60 points mm. a game. So it's uh, not the ability to score. So it's a real worry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, there's going to be some pressure because uh, there's been a lot of patience and Carlton have shown a lot of patience, board and supporters, but there'll be a few, like every year, there's, there's pressure on no matter what team you are and where you are on the ladder. And uh, there's going to be pressure on Carlton to improve. There's going to be pressure on Brisbane to get more wins. There's going to be pressure on Port Adelaide to get into the finals. There's going to be pressure on uh, Fremantle to take a step forward. Pressure on St Kilda because they've had a poor mm. year. So there's going to be a lot of pressure, a lot yeah. of heat, but certainly I don't think there'll be any, uh, any slack cut next year for Carlton.
1: Yeah, for all the publicity and whatever about Brisbane and the, the feel-good stuff, they were, like yesterday, they were poor. They were yeah, well, th- pox probably is a good word for it. <laughs> you, know, you can say that, can you? Yeah <laughs> no, you uh, can. It's just a uh, it's yeah, it's no. a good way to sum it that was just a yeah, some the yeah, of people. And mistakes yeah. so it was uh, up and down. Their
0: mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes under no pressure. And they then they didn't exert enough pressure on the on the Eagles. And they've had that for two weeks yeah. in a Hopefully row. Hopefully they're
1: not content with where they're at. It's well,
0: yeah, it's an instrument. I, I was a bit disappointed in the way they played just so no, they ended up only ended up winning losing by four or five goals and it could have been ten, but Look, they've got some good signs, but it uh, seems to be once it's flowing and they can score, that's good. But then they made some basic errors and turned the ball over when they shouldn't. I know it's a little bit slippery, but yeah, I I I think internally, I don't, I don't think the Lions think that they're ahead of themselves. Whether the players believe that the publicity, I think the Lions know that they've got a fair bit of work to do. Next year, they'll you know, be aiming for seven or eight wins with hopefully a finals appearance the year after. But, uh, but now, there's some signs there, but I don't think they're as far as advanced as what the media and the, and the, and the public think.
1: And what's Gold Coast brand at the moment, the trademark, do you think? Because it's sort of, they started off good uh, defensively, didn't they? They seem to get that right. Now they're getting scored Yeah, you know, they're getting, getting scored heavily. So defensively, they're struggling, I think.
0: They, when they're under the pump, they try and shut down, so they kick down the line. But they're not a big side, so kicking to contest is not going to help them because their body, they just haven't uh, got. That. And they're, they're obviously their pressures dropped away, so where well, the confidence has, has been eroded as well. But uh, yeah, another team under 60% is, uh, you know, it's not a great percentage.
1: I just want to ask you about the Bulldogs-Richmond game. It was interesting. Um, what did they do? Because I think Beveridge had a pretty good day there. He probably outcoached. Oh, there's no Hardly. doubt he
0: did. No doubt he did. And they should have won. They um, hit the post four times. But I thought their style and what's big, uh, Geelong did it. Um, two things is more of a kick-catch game rather than try and run and handball through them because their pressure's been generally good. But kick it offline. But go forward. You know, if you go back and across, if you do that, then you've got to go forward quickly. But I saw the, the Bulldogs yesterday went on the 45 from the back back flank or deep mm. in 50. Even a long 45, but certainly short. And they had 130-plus 130, 130 mm. uncontested marks. So, obviously from that, the Richmond don't defend that as well as they defend mm. the long ball or mm. down the line. So... There's an area of uh, risk with that because mm. you're coming back in the corridor, but it's the way to get through their defence, and it's a way to mm. be able to score. So um, teams will look at that. I think I would think teams over the last six weeks, especially the ones in the finals, have been looking at Richmond with a fine tooth comb mm. about what they can what they can do and wh- where they can try and expose them. It
1: was interesting. I picked up the paper yesterday, looked at the best for the Bulldogs. No Caleb Daniel. He was fantastic. He was the guy that was doing it. The little chip. And yeah, cross half back. And he's such a good user kicks. of all, is he?
0: And he's, he's got really good vision. Couldn't get in the best. No. Well, so some. he
1: he was one of the guys that set it all up. And I just thought Richmond a little bit off. You know, but who knows? They might switch on. Rance sort of didn't uh yeah, turn and, and up. And there'll be some individuals run.
0: like that because they not a lot to play for. They had top spots sewn up and um and you only need a top two. And uh, but they've got some players back, so they're 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 well placed. But I think just that area that uh, if teams are going to get them with a kick and catch, they'll need to tighten that up. The other thing that they do very well is when it's kicked along to the line, down the line, and even Rewalt does it really well in kicking to the forward line, they get in front, the person in front will actually tap the ball down one try for the mark and Edwards and Lambert and these players are front and centre and they win it so many times, then the rest of the players are off to the races and that's why they get these forward handballs. So there's ability to win it, but it's more uh, rather than spoil it they actually man in front taps the ball in front and it's it's a really good uh, you know it's a really good strategy and uh, most teams haven't picked that up because they were still able to get away with it pretty well. Welcome to the press box. Welcome back and this section is the press box and uh, where Mark Stevens comes into his um, into the four so
1: Mark what did you uh, what did you pick up on the weekend? Well obviously the big talking point Rocket and I was down at the G yesterday is the fixture I mean we all sort of predicted it We went with it on 7 News earlier in the night, what we thought it would be. Um, Obviously we thought West Coast in Perth, um, Thursday night, as they had done two years ago with the Bulldogs. But A real curveball Richmond Hawthorne, uh, Thursday night. There's a few issues there, of course supporters, if you've got a young family and they've got to go to school Friday, it means you're getting home very late, particularly if you're squeezed on a train or something. just a, a real change in many ways to the way footies. Yeah, years.
0: is is the main? You know more about it than me. Is it, is it media driven? Is it Channel Seven driven? Because it's really between a Thursday night and a Sunday afternoon game, isn't it? Because uh, the other, the other, the other three, are set Friday and two on a Saturday. Um, what's the benefits on a Thursday night? Well, massive night? TV ratings. It's so a, it's so, a, so driven by TV it's ratings. It's a bonanza
1: for Channel 7. Right, I okay. mean, you can sit back Thursday night, watch the footy, and then yeah. you've got Friday night, the big game, Yeah. and then Saturday night. I mean, big games um, on, you know, free-to-wear TV yeah. in, in prime time, uh, three nights in a row. Because I
0: know West Coast uh, argued against playing Thursday night like they did two years ago uh, because of it have to be at 6 o'clock yes. the time or 10 to 6. So, therefore, the um, uh, people from work getting there yeah. on time, so they've argued that. Uh, so, it comes back to Richmond and Hawthorne, which yeah. well, I would have thought it was a perfect Friday night. You'd uh, think
1: it was Friday. That's what we predicted. But you'd think, just trying to estimate the crowd, I, I would have thought Friday night, that's just about a sellout yeah. with, with the amount of members Richmond got mm. Thursday night. It well, may be a seventy-five.
0: Well, well, that's a question I was going to ask. Will, will we will we see a, a, an actual decrease in crowd? I think it has to affect and, the crowd uh, a little bit, just yeah. Uh, yeah. because
1: if you're a country person, um, that's right. You're not
0: going to come down and then go back.
1: Um, so I've got a mates up in Shepparton already saying, "Look, I can't. We can't come." Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, I'm interested just to see, and if it is less than eighty thousand, they should look at that for the in the time and say, "Well, that's not the best way to go." So it's best to have a Sunday afternoon game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I think Thursday nights are part of the finals now. And you I don't you mind the it's set in concrete? But it's set in concrete.
0: So the main driver is going to be TV audience rather than the people who turn up to the game.
1: Well, it's a mixture, Rodney, yeah. Obviously, the TV put in a lot of money in it. Yeah, they uh, do. They do. I'm not, I, and no, that's you've fine. got to say, to sit at home at the couch on a Thursday night is going to be pretty good. I oh, mean, yeah, I'll be really watching it. You'll have your Horlicks out and your uh, little rug. And <laughs> <It's> my fluffy, <laughs> fluffy slippers. Yeah, because <laughs> I know it's late for you. So, um, you know, but you'll be sitting back watching it. And it really will be a good experience to have, you know, a Thursday night footy.
0: Yeah, it w- will be. But if it's under 80,000, it's yeah. going to be a disappointing crowd if it's seventy-five thousand. Yeah. You predict that—that's going to be a disappointing crowd. They well, should that, be 90 could plus be
1: Could be eighty because of Richmond. The yeah. Richmond supporters are going to turn up. Aren't yeah. they? but I just worry for the country people. And if you're wavering with a family, if you live yeah. in Berwick or something, you're oh, that's not going right, to be you're not going to take kids
0: to it. There's no way unless they have the Friday night, Friday off school. Yeah, that might be always a bonus. But uh, yeah, just know, we'll see, see how that goes.
1: And obviously, Saturday they had to do with Sydney. Uh, Saturday, SCG. Let's, Let's hope d- that they have a good crowd there. Yeah, 4.20 is an yeah. interesting time, isn't it? You, you know the Sydney market well. Is that going to be a test, do you think, for uh, selling that one out? It's
0: more the time. It's
1: an interesting one. I
0: would have thought Saturday night would have been a better time, but certainly not Saturday afternoon because of other sports well, and other activities, especially sailing. if it's a nice day. Sailing. People will be out on the water. And <laughs> um, But uh, at 4.20 gives you an opportunity. Yeah. But... Um, interesting to see the crowd because the giants haven't got a, a big support but being a home derby will attract it you know there's a bit of feeling between the two so i think out of all all the four games is is perfect for what the afl would have loved to have because that's going to maximize the crowd in sydney hopefully so um yeah yeah i think it should be should be okay
1: and what about the umpires at the moment i think it was jaron geary st kilda skipper sort of said the uh, last week you're not having a great year you guys you know and uh which was quite funny but looking at it they have had a bit of a struggle i think the list is getting older yeah uh, they've got some younger umps a bit of a gap they haven't got a lot in the middle and there's some weird stuff going on
0: yeah there is um yeah they've had probably a, probably a down period the other thing i don't think the rules help them i don't think this 50 meter protected zone is uh is a great rule i think there sh- that should be lessened off a bit and it's a very, very – the one for Robert Gray the other night was tough. Uh, there was one yesterday that was by the law, it's there. But, gee, it didn't impact the guy kicking the footy. I think I think we, it's something we can look at. Also – Deliberate out of bounds. Deliberate out of bounds. The one, uh, wasting time. Yeah. Ben Stratton was very smart. Ball went out of bounds in the back 50. Picked it up, held it on for 10, 15 seconds, and then threw it back to the bound yeah. down pyre. Then uh, that took its time. Like the, they're throwing the ball up quicker, six seconds, but the boundary throw taking ten to fifteen. It's sometimes. some weird stuff. What, what so, about so when
1: yeah, the other one was when Mitchell got involved in the man on the mark there, and they pulled it back, said to Hawthorne, "You have another kick in the Sydney game," and then he realised, "I can't kick that far," so he had another go and passed it off. So that was a bonus. Yeah, I mean, if Mitchell's getting involved in the wrong place, then. I'm not sure what you do, but they gave him another crack at it. So that was weird. And the other one was the deliberate out of Ed Richards did a spoil out of bounds and called Deliberate. I hadn't seen that all year. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. There was one I saw in the other game, I can't remember which game, but definitely it was under pressure and went off the side of the boot and they played deliberate out of bounds. Like there's no way knowing that was that he meant to do it. So I think there's got to be an interpretation that just preempting some things too is I reckon this is not the umpire's fault, but they've got to look at a couple of things that could creep in Wasting time When a team Is just in front Towards the end of the game Yes So I take my 30 seconds And I then pass like the it. ball off Yeah yeah
1: And that's another 30 seconds The, the, the time clock's worked Against the eight. Yeah I
0: think they've got to say If you're taking The first 30 seconds Yeah The next If you pass it Yeah That's either play on Or you've got 6 seconds to kick yeah. it Yeah So it's one or yeah. the other They can't take the next 30 seconds as well
1: So if it's He's having a shot inside 50 And then uses the 30 Then passes it Yeah That can't be another 30 Right okay But the clocks a bad. Look, they're stopping.
0: Looking up and watching. Yeah, that's um, right. Well, they've adjusted that. that If they think, I heard uh, one yesterday, they say, come on, quick, kick the ball, get it on. So they're, they're trying to hurry that. So I think the other one that they can waste, and I saw it by accident a few weeks ago, that if teams are smart enough, I'm having a shot at goal and I want to waste some time get your teammate to come in to pretend to block the man on the mark. Yep. The umpire stops the play, then the clock starts again. Yeah, yeah. So you've wasted yeah. 10 seconds, yep. then the clock starts again, there's another 30. Yeah. Yep. Well, they've got to look at that yeah. because that's a way of wasting time. So in a tight game and a final, I'd be using every avenue
1: possible to take some time off the clock. Yep. And uh, there will be some, a lot of player movement. North, I think, are a bit up and about at the moment. Polak... Pollock will definitely go there, Jared Pollock. And you, no, you can't just knock back in, that money. This morning, that's getting stronger and stronger that Gaff might be down at Arden Street. which yes, yeah, so I think um, I think with his dad being ill, it was probably
0: I think what I had heard that uh, Gaff the pull to come back home early on was strong, but really likes the Eagles, unless it was a, a Godfather of an offer um, would probably stay. Now his dad being ill, but I've heard the Godfather of an offer may be from north and it may be very high and if it's north of 1.2 mil I'm heading north of north of at that at north and north mm. of that at north mm. and so if you get an extra 500,000 plus you, you can't over five yeah you you, you can't knock that back so if you get him but I thought probably, it wasn't
1: about the money though with Gaff he said oh that's well well I think it I don't think it's all about
0: mm. the money but it can be an overriding factor if it's if it's a high enough figure, and I think yeah. it's reached that figure.
1: And, and Luke Delhouse, the longer that goes on, it looks like Geelong. Yeah, Geelong um, seem to be one because Geelong boy. But what role do you see seen playing? As a, uh, as a pressure high, forward. High as heart.
0: a pressure forward. Yeah, he won't play in the midfield. I think it'll be high fifth or six, as they call it, so come into the stoppage, put pressure on, get back inside 50, hunt the ball. He's not a great kick, he's not a great goal kicker, but he's, he's a tireless worker and um, he can put pressure on and he, he, you know, he's got good courage. So it'd be something because McCarthy and Gregson have been injured a lot, so mm. they're looking for that... Menzel may go. Yeah, and they're looking for that smaller forward though who can crumb at the same time, at the same time put pressure on.
1: Yeah, obviously Mitch Wallace is the other one that's interesting there as well and... Again, Look, to, I think more positive, I think he might stay now. I think that he and the coach are probably getting along a little bit better from what I've heard. And uh, Yeah, I think
0: that's that's all fine. Um, I think it depends on the offer. Again, I think yeah. he's been offered as a dare house a lot yeah. more money than what the Bulldogs have offered. And um, and players want to show loyalty, but there are some figures <laughs> that thrown at them in their realms that it's, uh, oh, gee, I can't knock that back. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. And Aaron Hall might be yeah, the other one in North Melbourne as well. So, but they, they must agent. have plenty of room. Yeah, they must have. Well, Hall wouldn't take a lot of money, but um, but if you've got Polak at seven plus, if Gaff's on 1.2 yeah. plus, so so that's two mil. Hall? Five? No, it wouldn't be that. would be four plus, would he? Yeah. I don't think money's going to get them out. I think maybe the Suns... Probably not going to try and work hard to keep him um, and he probably wants more opportunities so um, he, he can suit the
1: But he runs, his highlight reels Oh it's
0: fantastic, you know, he's got some, he, you know, he can win some games, there's no yeah. doubt it North have got a very good hard working midfield who
1: are hard enough so him playing on a wing is going to be a bonus for them Yeah so a bit of outside run for the Kangas But you see it being a big trade period rocket um, Seems to be a little bit more adventurous these days with the way we're going about it It's going to be an 8pm, I think an 8pm finish Oh, that will so be that will be great <laughs> that be great mate. viewing, wasn't it? com will be all over it, yeah, but it'll so be too late for the news. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I think there'll be I think they they're loosening the rules aren't they to um uh, encourage trading as much as as much as possible. I think the, as years go on, I think the younger players coming in and getting their heads around the money involved and also trading and going for opportunities. So, uh, I think that loyalty factor will will dilute a bit. But, um, yeah, I think we'll have a, an interesting trade period and there'll be plenty of action. So, um, anyway, so that's uh, looking forward to the final series, yeah. Mark. So, uh, be interesting. I think Richmond just in front at the moment, but the other seven teams, there's not much I think any of them can challenge. Yeah, so. I like
1: Melbourne. I think they're the ones that could do something
0: special. I think whoever wins out of Geelong and Melbourne will be a team that maybe can cause some bit of havoc yeah, as they go forward.
1: I think it's a bit of a shame. It's like the US Open where you got Kyrgios up against Federer round one. You know, when sometimes the balls don't quite fall for right. All so it would be way. a shame to lose one.
0: Yeah, it will be. But anyway, it looks for a good f- final series, and uh, we'll catch you next time. So thanks again for Rocket Fires, brought to you by Nader Wadding Jeep, Bell and Barnett Soup. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend off, Mark. Cheers, you Robert. Too, no
1: worries.